Drew, we made you watch Dune, the 1984 movie about sand and snakes, I guess. I need you, to before we start the show, to say at least one nice thing about it so we can get started. What's your opening compliment? Yo, Sting looks great. Yeah, he does. I, I didn't realize it was Sting until the credits, but I was like, I know this guy's familiar, but I don't know if it was Malcolm McDowell or, um, or Terrence Stamp, you know? It's just... It could be just a British dude with some like crazy fluffy hair. He, no, I mean we're at peak Sting. I mean he's he's really thin, rock and roll, oiled up, oh, just yeah. like grimacing. He doesn't have anything to do. He just kind of stands around. Yeah, there's a uh, point but where he, he stands just, around and he looks so cool. He comes out of that steam chamber for absolutely no reason and just stretches. He's wearing space underwear too. <sighs> he looks great. He looks really good. Can I just just to help me keep track a little bit of what's going on? Can you just tell me, Chris, good guy, bad guy, bad guy? Okay, thanks. I mean, super unclear. I, I don't think there's anyone that's ever going to have, like, come out oiled up out of a steam room uh, with spiky hair that's going to be a good guy. I'm just going to, like, that's going to be a cheat sheet right there. Mm. Put that in your back pocket, guys. I'm going to hang on to that. Let me, I'm going to see. I, I can't think of anything offhand that disputes that, but I bet there's I'm gonna, something. I'm going to just argue oiled up, period, I'm going to say. Oh, no. Oh, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in every movie. Always oiled. He has a permanent oiler who just hangs out near him. Shit. In fact, lives in one of his cargo pockets. He's the exception little, that proves the rule. A little dude. <laughs> All right, Ezra, <laughs> uh, what's your compliment for Sand and Snake movie Dune? <laughs> um, so I didn't understand how the giant, uh, I guess, wormy things would move around. Uh, you know, if the, we have like 400 meter worms uh, that uh, sort of, I guess, look like the inside of them looks like like the Sarlacc pit monster kind of thing, just like a lot yep. of spiky things. Uh, and it's kind of hard to picture how they would move, you know, like like really, really quickly through everything. Um, but I can answer the question for you now, guys. Lightning. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's basically, it's kind of like, like just like gliding along the top of the sand impossibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the fastest way to move through sand, is to glide impossibly over it. Well, because like, you know, you, they do some like undulation, like earthworms, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, they inchworms, like, perhaps. Inching along. Inching. Sure. But these worms just appear to lie flat and be... And glide around magically. And lightning. I think the lightning might be the missing factor you're you're not mentioning. Oh, yeah. I feel Whenever like they move, lightning shoots either out of them or into them. I can't You tell. know what it is, guys? They swallowed a luck dragon a while ago and got his power. And they just kind of fly around the same way. That's they all in- did, though? Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. I feel like they're big enough that they can just control the weather patterns. Like, there's, like, the weatherman on that planet is like, well, it's looking good unless snakes come. <laughs> oh, I love the head. weather on Dune. Yeah. 100% <laughs> chance of sunshine, 0% chance of rain, and 30% chance of giant worms. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should establish right now if they're worms or snakes because it's going to be really confusing. They're called worms. They're called worms. But they look like snakes. And And sand and snakes is a better, like... I feel like phrase than it is. I'm gonna side with Ez on snakes, even though they look like worm. They they seem more more worm like. I do like sand and snakes. Can we just say spiky dongs? Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm vote against that one. <laughs> I'll right. call them spiky dongs. Thank you, Drew. You get to come back next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, my major compliment is that I. It's really nice to watch a movie and know that I'm not the only person who's going to be confused about it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this one is confusing as fuck. Yeah, and I was reading some old reviews from like what, from when it came out, and, you know, like, Roger Ebert was confused. It's just very heartening to know, at least for this moment, I won't be alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is uh, really we confusing. by what appeared on the screen. Uh, giant uh, s- stand snakes, Chris. Good guy, bad guy? Uh, neutral. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to say neutral, right? 
Chaotic neutral? Chaotic neutral, but they ride them. They're like their horses. You wouldn't say a war horse is a neutral force. War horse! Well, you wouldn't say the wind is good or bad either. Bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not a fan. Clearly bad. That leaves you. What's your minor compliment? Uh, you know, mine's just really superficial, uh, but uh, this is a movie that came out in 1984, and there are long opening credits. I came out in 1984. Sorry. What? Yeah, so did yeah. you. You made more sense. I, yeah, most of us. I didn't. I was still uh, I was still in my mom's tummy but in 1984. <laughs> but um, no, but the thing that I like is that, and movies don't do this anymore, but I like a long opening credit sequence uh, where they actually, like, everybody gets to appreciate, you know, the, the principal... Uh, actors and and director and cinematographer and everything else like that you see the names but you also get the score and they set the scene and you get these great desert shots and it was just it was fun um everyone gets to know the actor unless they were one of the people who saw the cut where the director had turned his taken his name off the movie because he was so not proud of it Mm. well he said he wished he could it still does no apparently on some of the releases he used a fake name as the he replaced the director's name oh really with this okay. name, I wish I could remember. I'll look it up. But there's a name that you use whenever you want people to know it's a fake director. Oh, is that like Alan Smithy? I think it is Alan yes, Smithy. That's the one. Smithy, so yeah. some of the releases had Alan Smithy as the director of this movie. Wow. That's pretty that's so good. Lynch hated it. The other great thing about it, too, like going on the, the opening credits, is the closing credits. The, did you guys stick around for the closing credits? Yeah. I, I can't say that I did. I think I was no, two it was great. 16 minutes in. felt like I had enough. Missed. Here's what you missed. You missed just photos of the actors yes. with the names. No, they weren't but photos. Then, they were videos because they moved. Oh, yeah, videos. But the, then it was like it was like all the main characters, and then they were like, and also this guy, and it was like people who I don't remember seeing in the movie. <laughs> I was like, why is this guy a part of the major cast? It was really absurd. Oh, that's yeah. It's fun. funny how they make the cuts certain places for who to take a photo of. It's also weird that you take like uh, a movie that's already too long even though it does not actually explain the plot, and then you make a really long opening and closing credits. It seemed like maybe just David Lynch is a guy who doesn't respect my time, doesn't believe <laughs> I have anywhere to be. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, uh, Smithy, I don't think has any... He does not value my time. I'm not actually going to say you're right. He probably doesn't value your time at all. No. Yeah, David yeah. Lynch probably doesn't. doesn't have any concept of it. This isn't like a George Miller, everything's moving real quick sort of movie. It also opened the same weekend as Beverly Hills Cop, which beat it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, of course, that's a great movie. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah, great soundtrack. Can we play that music uh, now? Well, I've, we haven't actually, at this point, I've put it up to a vote for the fans what our uh, music is going to be, our wet month theme. Because, you guys, it's wet month. Yeah, yeah wet, month. wet month. With the driest movie ever. But it's about water, and there is some wet people in it. And it does finish wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It starts dry. But a nice wet finish. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about movies and books and TV and such. Each week, we review a topic selected by one of our fabulous sponsors. Start an end of show with a compliment called The Compliment Sandwich. I'm your host, Alex. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith in, on Twitter. In Brooklyn, New York, it's Mr. Chris Smith. The spice must flow, Alex. If there's only one thing that's important about this universe, it's that the spice... It's got to flow. But if there's one thing that's disappointing, it's that that spice is not allspice. That means oh, really? allspice has some amount of infinity spice in it as well. 
I assumed it was pumpkin pie spice. As you know, this is my preference for most spices. <laughs> Which is a weird <laughs> thing more about of a you. Zest, but. Yeah, lemon. Ooh, lemon pepper. Yeah. Which is technically two things combined, but mm. and one of those is not a spice. I'm just gonna put that out there. No, but they, but they, they take like a little lemon rind, and it's in the pepper grinder. And yeah, no, 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 that's great. One of those things is a rind; the other is a spice, right? Okay, well, none of the things in pumpkin spice are spices. They're all just poison that Starbucks is getting rid of. <laughs> I, but also, I'm sure you're right. Called a spice <laughs> melange. It could be almost anything. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Right, it's it's only one spice has, and then like fourteen melanges, and those are gross. Spice melange à toi, melange nope. al. Nope. Also joining us today uh, on our third mic, he's in Northern California. He likes pumpkin pie spice inexplicably. It's Mr. <laughs> Ezra Fox. I'm sure I'm the only person in the world who likes likes that spice. Uh, he, uh, it is not right. a cool spice. <laughs> <laughs> I would say more people like Old spices. Spice. Old Spice likes... Oh, well, I mean, Old Spice is a cool spice, man. Yeah. Um, okay. I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm Patrick Stewart. I'm the only thing redeeming in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Patrick Stewart who feels a lot of feelings in this movie. I think Patrick Stewart feels most of the human emotion range. Does anyone have a good Stewart impression? Because I, I realize I don't. Uh, I, I don't... I mean, I can try, but I think it's just... Um, uh, Can you say Earl Grey hot? Earl Grey hot. Oh, he just talks like... No, I can't do it. Oh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> that wasn't bad. I don't know what in the history of our show has led you to believe that either Chris or I could do an impression of anybody. Uh, I really like Chris's Palin, and your old prospector is adequate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they appreciate that. Um, also joining us today, we have a very special guest, you guys. It's been a while since we've had him on. He's at Drew Johnston on Twitter, in, somewhere in New York. Where are you in New York? Uh, Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn also. In Brooklyn as well, but not in our Brooklyn studios. It's Mr. Drew Johnson. Hello. My what? eyes are blue. Oh, that means you drank something? <laughs> no, I mean, no, you're, you're around the spice. Yeah. I've been around the spice a long time, man. Oh, I thought his eyes only turned blue after he drank the elixir of life. The, the, no, because uh, Patrick Stewart's eyes were blue at that point, too. I think it is just being around spice. Yeah, just being around some spice, man. Huh. All the so all so the, Frank Sinatra all day just huffing that spice. Um, mm-hmm. All the Spice Girl fans also. Yeah, they were around yeah. the spice. Why wasn't yeah, the I, spice that we were mining scary spice? Because I like her. <laughs> you yeah, know is that your favorite? Was scary. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say favorite you Spice Girls guys. Is scary. You can bend space and travel through time. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. ginger spice. But can it give me what I want? What I really really want. Yo, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want a spice, I want a spice, I want a spice. <laughs> New theme for wet month. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know we, we really just need to sing more on the show, because like two out of three times I've turned it into a jingle. <laughs> Dude, uh, I was thinking how funny it would be if, uh, because your eyes turn blue if you're around the spice, if you could like make them not turn blue when you're like in your mom's, like if your mom... Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like the Vizine for spice. A, Cop yeah. pulls you over and you're pouring Visine in it. Like, no, I haven't been near the spice. Never seen the spice. <laughs> Drew, have spice? you been hanging around Dune? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Your> friends? No. <laughs> just got allergies. <laughs> yeah. uh, so- I've just, no, I've just been eating a lot of nutmeg, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is episode number 301. We've Ooh. now done as many episodes as the number of views YouTube maxes out on when a video is first published. 
That's true. 301 is the cutoff in initial viewings. Apparently, you get to 300 and it triggers the automatic spam detection. So it sort of pauses the count, assumes those 299 views were real, 300 views were real, and then it goes through the scanning to make sure it's done, and then it'll catch up. On, so you'll see a lot of popular videos with 301 views. Do they, huh. do they use a lot of spice for this process? Um, I think it's, it's part of the most, algorithm. No, I think it's mostly just uh, it's just uh, mad captured children. I think it's just a large room full of children. You remember in Snowpiercer where they have to like yeah fix the oh, engine yeah, with their yeah. hands? Okay. God damn it's it! Like, that's the whole of uh, YouTube stats calculations. I, God, here's a tough thing. I really liked Snowpiercer when I saw it. I was happy that I'd seen it, but I never want to see it again. Like oh, ever. Interesting. Oh, I saw I it again like, uh, recently. I saw it twice. It holds yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it. It's I great. It's great. See it. Uh, Maybe see alert. it once. Kids. And then this hand motion. You don't know what that means. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> speaking of things that are more complicated than I initially assumed, this week we're talking about the 1984 film Dune. Dune. Direct, directed. Mostly, well, originally directed uh, by David Lynch, but then sometimes by a mysterious other person who's not real. Um, an Alan, Alan Smithy, Smithy joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly an Alan Smithy joint. Um, who, does anyone else call movies joints? Is, is it just Spike Lee? Uh, yeah. I think it it's just Spike Lee. Yeah. He, he yeah. can keep that. I, he, he, here's, Chris, before you get into the summary, I'm just yeah. going to say, having read the book, like, this wasn't a good adaptation, but I don't know what I would have done differently because it's pretty impossible. Well, uh, I do know that from the production history, David Lynch's cut was about three hours long, so he would have included about 45 more minutes. But you're, you're a professional. You have to know that that's not the right answer, right? Yeah. It was for Godfather, man. I don't know if it was. That should have been a two-hour movie, too. Well, they came back with like a two-hour cut, and they're like, not more. <laughs> so it's possible that... So here's a fun thing about Alan Smithy, is that you actually have to go to the Directors Guild of America and prove to their satisfaction of a panel that you did not have adequate creative control in order to use the name Alan Smithy instead of your own. That's fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It is can, neat. And can it's you do it over anything? You can't do it anymore. Well, because oh, I was going to say, like, if I, like, maybe screwed up dinner, but, like, it wasn't really my fault, I'd be right. like, this is, like, an Alan... It's takeout from Alan Smithy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, there's a number of past relationships I've had that I think I would go by Alan Smithy. You- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You did control. not just get dumped by Drew Johnson. You just got dumped by Alan Smithy. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have adequate creative control in this relationship, so... <laughs> Uh, so Chris, so just yeah. oh, actually first, I should say this is sponsored by Matthew. Thanks, uh, Matthew. Who says D- Dune is among is a favorite with a with a, an extra letter favorite among That's sci-fi mean. fans. Oh, that makes sense. But its adaptations have hit been hit or missed, mostly miss. The 1984 adaptation was the first and was a commercial flop that director Lynch even refused to put his name on. And now you get to watch it. Have fun. Well, Matthew, thanks for sponsoring. We didn't. Um, did not have a lot of fun, but we did watch it. So, thanks for that. If you guys <laughs> want to sponsor us, worse. If you want to find something that we it, might have fun, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I think we will. Uh, now that we've gotten that sand dong thing out of the way, I think we'll probably have a lot of fun. Mm. It's just a thing. <laughs> you think that was the only sand dong, Alex? I brought a thumper. It'll <laughs> bring all the sand dongs right here. <laughs> oh no! A thumper also seems like the sand dongs would like it, and they did. Uh, so if you want to force us to watch something else directed by Smithy, go to readnestry.com, sign up on the mailing list. We'll have some more episodes available in a month or so. Chris, now, yes, 
I would like you to summarize in the style of a crazy fro- floating giant brain in a Pope mobile. <laughs> you you okay. really have your pick uh, because everyone explained the movie at different times, right? There's like also like the princess in the beginning who just explains it for no reason. There's everyone's like internal monologue that's going on the whole time. Yeah. Well, you have oh, your the monologue. Your, which, you have your pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Actually, Chris, you just think it, and we'll just all have tele- telepathy, so we'll hear what you're saying. Yeah, or I'll be one of the guys who can hear my thoughts. Uh, who just he's like, and then somebody else translates by holding a microphone to my head. I think you should summarize, or else I'm going to shoot you with the sound gun. Okay, I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Uh, it's the year 10,191, so the far future. And the, uh, the humans are across different planets, uh, but there are two uh, powerful houses from different planets uh, that are fighting for more power in the universe that we're concerned with here in the movie. Real, we still live in houses in 8,000 years? We haven't moved to condos well, yet? Well, house, like, sort of like, uh, you know, like... Uh, I love that you think that's the future. <laughs> No, house in the term of like, you know, like House Montague, House Capulet. It's not necessarily... Chris was like so excited to explain it to me that he didn't bother to acknowledge that I suggested the future was condos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to let you glaze over that, man. <laughs> yeah. Two condos, both alike in dignity. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted to have a yard. I think that's fair. <laughs> Honestly, Drummond and Juliet totally could be just an HOA war. I would buy that in a second. Like, oh, yeah. Very it's awesome. a co-op. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. The uh, third floor does not speak to the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Chris. Okay, fine. Uh, so, so they live in uh, these houses. Yeah, they live in these houses. Uh, there's one that's called House Atreides, who are noble and good-looking. And they're led by the Duke and his wife, Jessica, who's kind of a witch, and their son, Paul. And mostly, they all have brown hair. Um, and Paul Wait is a our second. Main... I'm sorry, Chris. Are you saying that everybody who has acne was in the bad house? Uh, no. It, acne is no. so generous, Alex. <laughs> hey, those were, those, Everyone those was, were boils. Yeah, giant face boils. That was an, an indication that they were bad guys, because this would have been way easier if I had known that. And also that they were ginger. I never oh, said they, they were the good guys yet. I said they're good uh, looking. You did, you implied. Yeah. And were they the good guys, Chris? Uh, according to this movie, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What about uh, the boil-faced gingers? How are they? Well, hang on, hang on, because okay. in Atreides, we've got Paul, and Paul's our main dude, and he's supposed to be some kind of, like, chosen one or perfect being or whatever, and he has the best hair of all of them, okay? Just, like, it's it's all about good hair. Okay, and then, no, but you're right, there's there's the house, the the ugly people, the the house Harkonnen, it's, it's uh, you know, led by Baron Harkonnen, who has boils, and it's sort of an evil rock and roll house, because Sting's there, and they all have, like, bright red spiky hair. So, you yeah. Know, um, anyway. The, the Baron um, floats around kind of like he's in, um, uh, like, Charlie and Chocolate Factory kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Like, he's he big and fat. Because he's lifting and drinks. I think he's too lazy to walk, so he has a floaty control, and he can just, like, zoom around. Which, I know we were supposed to hate him because he was evil because he was a boil-faced ginger, but that was a pretty rad decision. Yeah. Yeah, that was. was. on his part. Oh, yeah. I mean, I killing people suit. more or less randomly isn't great. So I don't remember him know. killing anybody. Uh, he oh, took out like, someone's heart key, and they bled out, yeah. and After he humped them to death. Bleeding for no reason, absolutely. He took out someone's heart key, and then kind of sexually assaulted them. Yeah, it was I'm sort of blood confused. sex with yeah. a. With a young it was guy. not great. Yeah, not huh. a fan. Huh. Did you miss this, Alex, or did you think that was a good thing that he did? <laughs> I definitely <laughs> missed this. I it's like the first time have... you see him. 
I might have started cleaning. He was even when when the doctor was sucking stuff off his face with the syringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a little bit after that. Yeah, I saw that part. See, I was around. Okay, okay. <laughs> I saw out. the movie. I know they ride the worms later. I saw this okay, movie. Anyway, <laughs> I'll just explain. So, Atreides, <laughs> the good-looking house, they take over the planet Dune from the the bad-looking people, which is only important because this planet Dune is the place where the spice comes from, and the spice is used by these people called navigators who are floating brains in popemobiles uh, to fold space, and that enables space travel. It's rare, and it's like critical stuff. It it keeps the universe running like Dunkin' Donuts. So, but mining the spice is hard because... 8,000 years, the universe still runs on Dunkin'? Good America job, and the universe runs on Dunkin'. So, oh, but, man. If, if they had just been mining Dunkin' Donuts, that would have been such a better movie. <laughs> just think of it like Dunkin' Donuts, right? Okay. Done. In some places, it's very easy to come by a Dunkin' Donuts, but if you go to the West Coast, very hard to come it's by. It's really, really hard. Oh. Right. Okay. Now I can relate but to the story. If I steal your heart key and have sex with your blood, then do I get more donuts or fewer donuts? Uh, it has no... It's unrelated, I think, in this case. That's just blood sex yeah. for you, buddy. Now, I've, now you've lost me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so t- in order to get the spice from the planet Dune, uh, they, they have to mine it, but it's kind of hard because there are these thousand-foot snake worms that eat anything that lands on the sand, and, and they sense vibrations. Uh, so, like, mining equipment or people, it's, it's very treacherous. Uh, but what anyway, are the... Okay, sorry, Chris. Go. I'm just go. so curious now. What do the sandworms live on? Do they eat the metal of the mining equipment and that is nutrition for them? No, they're defending their territory. That's not what they eat. Oh. Right? You, could never, you could never be a worm that big and only eat a car every once in a while. Yeah. Right? They have some other yeah, things that like, they eat. Like yeah. sand, basically, right? They're probably like little microbes in the sand, like a whale and krill. That's yeah. Do you think yeah. that big of a worm can survive on sand krill? Yo, oh, look at the whales, blue whale, man. Look at the whales. Look at that's all yeah. I'm saying. Look at I the whales. I can't. They're always hiding from me. <laughs> <laughs> Did not you got to go to their that. home, Alex. You got to go to the water. <laughs> oh, right. sorry, Chris. Okay. I was just con- so curious about the their good-looking people take over the from the bad-looking lo- people. They take over operations on Dune. Uh, but uh, so Paul lands with his fam on Dune, and then shit goes kind of sideways because they have a traitor in their midst who's fucking everything up. Uh, also, the Emperor, who's like the king of the entire universe, uh, thinks or that, Emperor that, of the entire universe. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, they think that the House of Traders is getting a little too big for its britches, and not to mention that uh, the navigators are pretty afraid of what Paul might become with this whole chosen one mm-hmm. deal. So the Emperor lets Harkonnen do a ca- sneak counterattack. And, and back on Dune. And they kill the Duke, and it's all kind of fucked up. But Paul and his mom escape the attack. And, and they meet some guerrilla fighters who live out in the desert called Fremen, or Free Men. Fremen. Um, oh, and, and, I thought uh, it was like Fremenese. No, 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 no. No, it's not, not quite like that. Uh, so Paul teaches them his special fighting skills and shares some technology. And he also falls in love with Sean Young. So there you go. Um, and, and he becomes their leader and he becomes the chosen one. So he drinks some blue stuff and, you know, gets some superpowers. Uh, and when the emperor comes to stop all this nonsense, Paul leads an attack. The Fremen are riding on these worms, these giant worms. Uh, and, and Paul... They learn to work with the worms instead of against them. It's very beautiful. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, and and so they they kill Baron Harkonnen, uh, and they take back control of Dune, and they establish control I, the, over all the spice. And it's not how the killing. Dune, I the feel like man. we should can we drill, drill dwell a little bit on the way they killed him because it was pretty it was pretty Looney Tunes. Yeah, I might okay. have missed this too. So tell me about it. As why don't you talk about it? 
Yeah, well, so, okay, so they send... So they send uh, Paul's, like, psychic, uh, like, one-year-old, uh, like, slash nine-year-old baby sister uh, yep. to, like... Right, uh, age unknown. Right, yeah. very confusingly aged uh, baby sister uh, to the Baron. Which She's point dressed she, like, like one of the, uh, the Volturi. Yeah, that's about right. All right, all in black um, with, like, sort of, like, a shaved head type, like, I don't know, just a lot of high forehead. Um, and then right. stabs him with, like, a little poisoning thing. I think cuts him, releases his, like, controlling mechanisms on the floaty things, at which point uh, Paul, like, blows out the ceiling of the palace. He gets sucked up into a worm's mouth. Yes, and eaten by the worm. Which, which is what worms survive on. Yeah, Fat men. Emperor, emperors flying around. <laughs> Barons. I, no, Barons. I, I assume that he was, like, it was, this is finally the revenge for tequila. They were like, they've been eating this palace, and then when you get to the bottom, you get an emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just a Twilight Zone of Cuervo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was pretty bananas. I did actually see that. She kills him with that, like, they have this, like, uh, thimble plus killing yeah, with a instrument. Spike on it that's a poison. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I could just kill you with my, fi- my finger because I got a thimble with magic on the end. Totally. That's a brutal way to kill people. Chris, yeah, that was yeah. actually very clear, and I really appreciate you making it about uh, good versus bad looking. That really did help a lot. Yeah. Uh, well,. And at the end, there's there's a knife fight between it confusingly good looking Paul and good looking Sting. But you got to remember, good looking Sting is actually with right. Good looking for Sting, not actually good looking. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, great he, to me. Really he was oiled sting. up. Yeah. He looks out great. Of steam for, I thought you were grading on a curve. I thought this was good looking for Sting. No, no, no. But Paul does win the knife fight, huh. and so Paul, who has the best hair wins everything and basically gets control over the universe at the end i think right this is one of those worlds where they have spaceships but they still fight with knives yeah this is I uh, say, the first time that i understood the plot i stopped the movie yeah, halfway hopefully. through to read the wikipedia article and that was even more confusing i read it too did not help read the imdb article the plot summary is one sentence or it's oh, two sentences no. nice well, so what is it just sand and snakes <laughs> yeah yeah sand and snakes and some stuff and the condo <laughs> associations. All right. Well, let's do. Let's say. Let's pretend that you didn't love this movie. Let's just assume that for a second. Uh, we're gonna do some hates. Yeah. So get your hates out. Strap them onto a giant worm and send them into battle. In any. I order, will represent let's... House Hate Conan, Alex. Yeah, you will. Okay, Conan the Hatarian. I got. That's I right. took that too far. I got confused. Okay. Pull it back. Guys, what was up with all the exposition everywhere? We already said oh, they actually, explained this movie like four times and none of the times made fucking sense. Yeah, it's it's a double problem because if it was just exp- like I kept needing some exposition, they just didn't make it useful. Like it, they should have all read the IMDb page. Like one, I would I, if this if this was real life, I would love this if just someone like explains to me exactly what's going on at any moment because that would be super helpful because I'm often confused yeah, in yeah. real life. Uh, but also, it's kind of like I think if you're like cooking the stew and you know it's uh, like maybe over salted, but all you have in the kitchen is just more salt. You just keep an eye on salt to it, and you're hoping that will fix it. I don't think you do. I think that's a bad mistake. I think it's an amateur cooking mistake. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a dinner brought to you by Alan Smithy, but still. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, Smithy just always wants to add some salt. I had no choice. Mm. That's all we have. Did you get any of the, the exposition stuff about the, the prophecy or the, the mystical stuff? Straight up, no. None of it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was watching it, and I was like, I don't. The, the issue is, too, I was like, I don't understand, because a lot of the um, characters were wearing the same thing, so I was getting confused yes. as to who was who, even beyond that. 
And so yeah, I was like, they all wore uh, like wetsuits, basically. Yeah, and all those, all those, um, the the like the witch mothers. I don't remember what they're actually called, but they all wore those uh, like hooded, um, weird outfits. Yep, and yeah. had shaved foreheads. I mean, so here's I the thing. lost nothing. I, I, I saw nothing of it. I was like, I don't understand. I mean, I guess by the end I got the gist. But throughout the movie, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm watching it. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Sometimes my, my uh, uh, quick time file would just freeze. And I was like, maybe this is a director's choice for like an hour. And then I was like, oh, I got to quit and restart it. I had no idea. And then I go to the Wikipedia article and it was like, the it was I was just trying to read that and they were like Queen Mother Kakakaka is talking to Kukuk and I was like I don't the, none of these words make sense it was like I don't know if it, you're being racist but they're space people so it's okay I mean yeah I mean I'm not I don't think you're being I'm a being little racist spaces. about it but this is why I can't usually read fantasy or sci-fi books is because all the names to me just blend together and I'm like oh no <laughs> like, yeah. I, well like, yeah and they have all have weird names and then there's Paul. And you're like, oh, okay, well, he's the guy I understand and therefore we will root for here. Yeah. There was a prophecy. He will have a simple name. <laughs> <laughs> I, one actually, name we can pronounce. Can we actually say that, that that... So they were wearing wetsuits. I want to talk about this. This is not a hate. I actually kind of love this. So they're on a planet where there's no moisture. So they're not wetsuits. They're like Michelin Man rubber suits um, where it recycles your sweat and puts it into your nose, I think. And your pee and your poo. And your pee and your poo. Yeah, so everything. Constantly pumping water up, pump poo up your nose. I just want to say, I think that's the official costume of Wet Month. So, guys, <laughs> put on your rubber poo recycle suits. I like it. It's Wet Month. <laughs> um, I, I should say that, like, having read the book, the book is even more complicated. Like, they did cut out some things and try to simplify some stuff. It's just, if you have, like, I don't know, 20 hours to read a book, like, you can maybe get this across. But it's, uh... You say maybe, so was the book confusing? I mean... I, it was an audiobook for me, so it kind of flowed over you, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just brute force and repetition. I was yeah. thinking that I was going to audiobook this after I'd watched the movie, but now I feel like I'm scared. And I, don't think I mean, I, I, I liked it, honestly. I did, I did, I did enjoy the book. So. Yeah, I hear the book is incredible. It's like my mom's favorite book. And then I remember, I, this is the second time I've actually seen this movie. The first time I saw it was when I was a kid. <laughs> and my mom was like, yeah. this is one of my favorite books. Let's watch this movie. And I remembered that I had seen it. Because I had nightmares about that pimply-faced guy that flied oh, for that so long. He was super scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that too, Drew. I mean, uh, it's not my mom's favorite book, but I like uh, science fiction, and I really liked Star Trek The Next Generation. And so I, I heard Patrick Stewart was in it, and I was like, cool, this is going to be great. And I had no idea what was happening. No, it no. Was, yeah. Did you guys, again, I, this is not really a hate either, but I want to push towards this. Did you guys, how did you feel, like, did you want it to be good once it started? Not just because, like, you like the the idea of it, but, like, were the, like, I felt like the look of it made me want it to be a better movie. I liked the aesthetics of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's beautiful. Um, and, and David Lynch, you know, definitely is a, a genius at certain things. Um, <laughs> But I, yeah, I mean, it has a lot of look, and especially for that time, like the world is like, you know, everybody just has like their own costume with their own history, and like there are all these crazy spaceships and like yeah. steam hissing, and you know, uh, brains and popemobiles. There's just yeah, crazy just big, shit. so much crazy shit was happening, and I was like, man, if this is a simple plot, I would really enjoy all this crazy shit happening around me. Yeah, and it seemed like it was trying so hard to follow Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, but then it was like so con- even convoluted that like oh, I was, man. It was like. The father figure was there, and then he died, and then like the, he became a chosen one. Everything there was a journey across the sand, and everything yes. I was watching, I was like, I like everything about this movie. I just wish I could understand what the fuck was going on. So I'm picturing 
I'm picturing that the hero's journey drawn out, and then, it, but then it's a, in a family circus cartoon, and he takes a long time <laughs> to get there. Yeah. And and a and a grandpa is watching from heaven, going, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> not me. Um, Everybody exactly has their own interior monologue that has almost nothing to do with anything. Right, um, and w- because of the telepaths, we get to listen to every other person's in- monologues, yeah. internal monologues, and I don't like that at all. That made me feel creepy. Super weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. Actually, here's my biggest hate, you guys. 8,000 some and change years in the future. Way okay. in the future. Yep. And the only dogs are pugs. That... Mm-hmm. I don't want pugs to be the dog of the future. That's a huge Dude, bummer. It's like They're Men fine. in Black. It's an alien space pug. Uh, yeah, alien space pug. I am fine with pugs. I just don't want them to be the only dog. If I was going to pick one dog to be the future, it would be corgis. Oh, yeah. I'm rooting for corgis. But they, they have, they have fat bodies and little legs. tiny legs. They're so cute. It was a good pug, though. And, like, the Atreides family, they had pugs. The there was like, yeah, Somebody had, was, like, like, walking 15 pugs at one point. And I, that was kind of fun. I like a bunch of pugs. If you're going to have pugs, it should be a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't I enjoy the... pugs often, but when I do, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> what, I kind of want to get into one change, because like, would it have worked if instead of like giant sandworms, it was giant sand pugs? Um, I think you could probably say almost anything giant sand in its place the worms, and I would enjoy it more. Really? Snakes? Giant... Well, I, yeah, yes. Whales, definitely. Oh my god! If they were whales, that'd be so cool. Giant sand whales. I'd be Perfect. into giant sand whales. What else would be good? Um, I mean, so, giant uh, corgis. Giant, you know the thing. If you got giant sand witches, uh, <laughs> that would be a great pun for everybody involved. Yeah, sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fan of that. Pun. I, I'm on board. What if it was just? What if you just did a cut of like a baby in a sandbox, and every time you just did the same movie, but any time there was a cut to a sandworm, it was actually just a baby in a sandbox? That would be adorable. <laughs> that'd be pretty actually good. wait. That'd be kind of crazy if like if all of Doom was taking place inside just like some kid's sandbox, man. Yeah. Just, like everyone just like like kind cuts of, the wide, and just like it's a little kid playing in the sand, and it's like whoa, what did I just see? Sort of like the uh, Legos or the or yeah the black ending. A lot of good endings that are things that are smaller. I also yeah. don't... I actually... I think maybe... Even though this was confusing, I think I'd always have a problem trying to really appreciate politics on a universal scale. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to... Me- it's hard to muster energy to care about what's happening in, like, the suburbs, let alone other cities or countries or planets. Actually, right. that'd be great if you just shrink it down all the way to, like... It is... Yeah, just the HOA. Yeah, yeah. That makes... I can focus on that. Give me some... Give me some actors that I can keep straight... Yeah, I barely understand city council. You know, I'm yeah. not going to do that. I, I want to know, like, small. And that's one thing that this movie, in all its exposition, did not do a good job of, is setting up the stakes or setting up who we should care about and why. Or even, like, the bad guys are bad for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's because they know? have ugly like, faces, Chris. Well, no, but they're right. also, like, they kill people for no reason or we're rooting against right. them for no reason, only other than Paul has good hair and these guys uh, are against Paul. It was the prophecy. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, Pro- if, if a prophecy is such a I, isn't a prophecy kind of a lazy storytelling device at this point? Oh, sure. Even lazier that one of the prophecies is that Paul is going to lead a jihad. Ooh, yeah. They said that in the movie. He will lead a jihad or, or holy, holy war. war. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 parenthetical was like throughout the movie, just like 
Oh, it's like, hello, Baron, or the leader of this house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like you turned on the little bubbles. Like, do you want to know more? And it's just defining words yeah, it was just for VH1, you. Oh, I would have VH1 loved pop-up video. video of Dune. Yeah. yeah. Except there's just defining words that we use now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you accidentally double-click on something on, like, a New York Times page, and then yeah, it like, brings yeah. up the... Oh, yeah, dictionary. good. You're gonna, that feature I, nobody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> They must think we're so dumb. Search things more often. (laughs) Speaking of which, let's do the ad. Hmm. Snakes haters, and I made myself so easy to love. The following message is not affiliated with Bing or Microsoft in any way. The following message is sponsored by Bing, the search engine you might be using on accident. Oh no, Cool Judge and her army of vegetarians are just outside City Hall. She's out for blood this time. Don't worry, I'll chew her up and spit her out my gills. Actually, excuse me, are you Meatbot and Space Shark? Affirmative. Uh huh. <laughs> Great. I am Larry Newton, your attorney. We have an attorney? Oh, most definitely. I'm here to alert you that as part of your contract for sponsorship with Bing, you have to suspend this war and read these ads for Bing. That is unusual. But I guess a contract is a contract. I'm your newest meat buddy, Ron Dion LeShan, and my special power is that my hands are knives, you know, for killing. Shing, shing, shing. I can't wait to join your fight against Cool Judge. Bad news, Ron Dion. The war is on hold. You are now a Bing spokesperson. Weird. Yeah, but a contract is a contract. Okay. Here, read this with Meatbot. Okay. <clears throat> My name is uh, Danielle, and I'm a real Bing user. Danielle, what do you love about Bing? It was the default on Internet Explorer, which comes pre-installed on my work computer. I haven't had time to change it yet. Bing, bang, bong. Now you are done. Ah. Just great, guys. Now, here's the second one. Uh, fine. Uh, my name is Josie. I'm a real Bing user. What do you love about Bing, Josie? I didn't know I was. I use Yahoo. Yahoo Search is powered by Bing, Josie. You are a Bing user. Yay? Bing, bang, bong. Now you are done. Super duper great. Oh, guys, this is going very well. Here's the last one. All right. Uh... My name is Christine, and I'm a real Bing user. What do you love about Bing, Christine? Well, I'm not sure, actually. I think I use Bing Maps when I click Maps in Facebook events. Nope. That is now a different Maps provider. Oh, I didn't even notice. Bing, bang, bong. Now you are done. So good. Remember, you might be using Bing without even knowing it. Bing is secretly powering thousands of websites, big and small. So go ahead and consider yourself a Bing user, even if you're trying hard not to be one. We sure do. Good work, Larry. Let's go. Oh no, it's my boss. Please kill me with your knife hands. What? Are you hiding from me, Larry? I don't need Bing Maps to find you. Come on, we have lots more ads to record. I was just saying how much I love working for you, Bing CEO Sesame Pete. Next time, knife hands, find me. Save me. Bing bang bung, you didn't even notice you did it. All right, you guys, now it's time for the game of Top 5. Top 5. Top 5. So now it's time to find out what the fans wanted to know about the movie Dune. So we put it out. The call on Facebook and Twitter. Here's what we got back. First up, 
Jazz on Facebook says, how much better is Beetlejuice as a sandworm movie? Oh. Much. Way more uh, better. The sandworms are scarier. Nobody rides them. And they have stripes. Yeah. I do and like I the writing. Know. Are you against the writing? I'm against it just insofar as uh, they seem really hard to steer. Hmm. Yeah. Well, but oh. you steer them with a thumper, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you no. with a rope, right? With rope. Yeah, oh, it's just, just they just hook a rope into its outer skin. Oh, ew. And that does it? Apparently. Yeah. Maybe they have yeah. secret sound guns, too. Okay. The, um, I, Beetlejuice is ahead, a better sandworm uh, Beetlejuice is a better sandworm movie simply because it makes more inherent sense, and I never thought I'd ever say that about Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice, I love. Can we watch oh, that I like three times? I yeah. think everybody loves Beetlejuice. I don't Can think we have a Beetlejuice trilogy of just Beetlejuice? Yeah, did, we, did we not watch it for the show? We've never seen Beetlejuice. Okay. I've seen it multiple times, I just thought. Anyway. Right. We, we as the show, have, I've not seen it, but I, the show has not seen it, so that's how I know the show hasn't seen it. Yeah. Maybe we could watch it for Easy Month, and then I could keep not having seen it. <laughs> Guys, I'm you so should, excited man. about it's, Easy Month. It's really fun. It's... No, I'd love to see it. I'm just so excited about Easy Month. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Tremors is also another good sandworm movie. Yeah, you didn't even let me get to question number two. Anna Chandler, how much better is Tremors as a sandworm movie? Wait, are all these oh. questions just yes or no? Oh, it's, this is a better sandworm movie? No, but I, that was the one good joke, and then it's, now it's gone. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you can cut that out. But then you just have underreacted. <laughs> <gasps> Tremors, what a good get! <laughs> Tremors is totally good. <laughs> like we really like reached to get it as a mention on the show. Yeah, <laughs> this is impressive. Uh, how good was Tremors, you guys? I liked it, man. Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon's in it. I should um, have never seen Tremors. It, it was really scary for me when I was when I saw it, but um, I think it's fun. Giant underground worms, pretty good. Yeah, I uh, I saw a band one time where they were like, "I bet you didn't know this, but the movie Tremors was filmed right here in this venue, and if we make enough noise, the sandworms will eat us." And then they just played a song, like that was supposed to get us all super pumped to be like, "Yeah, we're making noise. Giant worms are going to eat us." No one was that excited yeah. about it. Well, and it's I mean, not true that it was filmed there, so presumably if, that's every town they go to. <laughs> if you had seen Tremors, you know that at the end, when everyone gets eaten. There's a big party inside the belly. Oh. And, then, like, and Sting's there. And that band is playing. <laughs> Did you guys That's, wonder that in this movie? Because the worms were just so big. Like, if they eat a whole mining operation, like, is that mining operation just mining the inside of worms while. now? Just, yeah, totally. Whoa. Whoa, guys. How do we know that the entire world hasn't already been eaten by a worm? And it's just the worm that's like, this is the thing that happened inside we're that worm. Jonah inside this worm. Could yeah. Be. Could be. It's more than likely, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've taken care of the probability of that with Ezra's guess. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, question number three from Lauren. Uh, when I borrowed this from the library, it came with a copy of the glossary they handed out at the theater when the movie came out. Oh, like, here's this person. Here's what yeah, they're about. Yeah. Not really a question, just an odd thing to discuss. And then later she added, uh, okay, here's the question form. How bad of an omen is it when a movie needs to hand out a glossary? So bad. So bad. That's like what they do for like elementary school kids when they go to see Shakespeare plays. <laughs> well, yeah, but every play that you go to has a glossary, right? It, it says, here's this actor, here's who they play. But How? they don't say like what the char- like the plot type thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's true. This character is secretly the twin of this character, but they're wearing <laughs> yeah. different color cloaks. 
Although Here, opera does question, that, guys. but that's in another language and they're singing. Yeah. So I guess like if it's mm-hmm. a movie in English, it's a terrible sign. Ostensibly. Yeah, how, it is. How, although kind of fun. I wish there were more handouts at movies where they were like, this will help you enjoy this film. <laughs> like drugs or yeah, food? Maybe, maybe drugs is what I was implying. I didn't mean to be. <laughs> Like um, this, this, it's a bad sign when they give a when they give out a glossary, or if they're like, "Here is some acid. Enjoy this movie." <laughs> a- apparently, they only give out. I- I've, I've gone to a lot of press screenings recently, and I was I asked one of the old salts uh, of the movie in- reviewing business. I was like, "Do they ever give us free popcorn?" And he was like, "Only when they know the movie is really terrible." Ooh. So I'm looking forward to a movie with free popcorn. Where the- one day. Maybe he was just trying to get to the pun they're, that they're buttering us up. I don't know. I just figured that Did out. he? Hey! That's pretty good. That is I don't really know. Good. I just thought of that. I don't know if that's what happened. No, that's anyway, I like the idea yeah. where you're like, you walk in to the critic screen and they're like, guys, this sucks a lot. Here's, here's Jose Cuervo. You be the one. Yeah. No, it's just like the better the, it's like inversely proportional, like the, the better the snacks are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The worse they, the, the more they know that they're making up for. Totally. Why don't they do this? Why don't, don't they just they try to bribe you guys? Uh, question number four from Rallo: Is the Baron the most disgusting thing ever, or worse? He's okay, I'm going to see if brings from. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's a challenge to Ezra. Well, because like I feel like I've seen other bad characters that are really disgusting. What about um, Pizza the Hut? Yeah, it's pretty gross. From Spaceballs, was like hiccuping cheese. That was pretty gross. I feel like there's nothing grosser than this guy. I, I feel like, <laughs> but that's also because I've had nightmares about him since I was five. Yeah. So I remember yeah. all these horrible things about him. When you're in the in your dreams, what is the things that stand out? Is it the boils, or is it just that just unbelievably red hair? It's the boils and the flying. And I remember, I I was waiting. I seem to remember in this movie the, at one point one of the boils growing and just like pull, popping. And I don't remember seeing it this time around. So I might have actually, as a kid, made up that he was even grosser than he actually was. It did seem like they were going to pop. Maybe there's another cut. Maybe the three hour cut was just like an added forty minutes of those boils. Oh god. Oh god. No, I don't that's... know. So did we ever get any indication? What are the boils from? Are they just from being evil? Yeah, I think it's just some evil oil. oil. He has okay. he has a skin disease that plagues him for the rest. Because I don't life. like that. I don't like the idea that's like anyone suffering from alopecia is an evil or like. <laughs> it just seems like just because you have a disease does not mean you're evil. That seems like a bad. That's a bad message for kids. Yeah. Although, um, you know, I think have have you guys all seen Mad Max Fury Road? I know. Uh, yes. I have. Yeah. Okay. What? There, Drew, you've he been kind busy. of reminds me of the big bad guy in uh, in yeah. Fury Road a little bit. Oh yeah, just yeah. Also oh, yeah. that guy was pretty gross. And... That is probably a grosser character, or at least a better realized gross character. Well, so what do these two movies have in common? Lots of desert. Maybe those are desert boils. Yeah. Oh, we really shouldn't blame them then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he should just use some of his poop recycled water and pour it over his cheeks first. Or lotion. <laughs> he should have some cocoa butter. That would really fix the situation. Or at least smooth it out. I think the grossest thing about it, actually, was when they were popping all of his zits, all those guys were like, your skin is flawless, my liege. It was like the grossest like, thing to see people like fawning over this. I just can't. That imagine. is really, yeah, that's the thing is how they react, right? So if it was just like, if the people around were like, ew, and then we'd be like, yeah, this is about, <laughs> this is about right. So we, so, but isn't that like, if you're the leader and you mm-hmm. literally have a doctor sucking the pus out of your boil at that moment and someone tells you you have flawless skin... Wouldn't that be an indication that your people might not be giving you good advice? Uh, maybe not impartial, the pe- your consultants. Yeah. It might be a bad omen. 
Yeah. This movie should be called Bad Omen. <laughs> just a lot of them. It was, it was originally they were trying to just, you know, remake The Omen, and uh, they, they really missed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they renamed Damien Paul and just gave him a spaceship. <laughs> okay. I love I, the idea of Bad Omen is just a movie where they made Omen shitty. <laughs> um, th- I was thinking about this, though. Guys, this, this movie is basically just Avatar, right? Um, you know, um, yeah, kind of. Is dry Avatar? Sort of. There are a lot of movies where it's sort of that, you know, someone goes out to an unknown place but and Avatar was the just hero po- savior. Yeah, yeah. Avatar was just Pocahontas, and I have trouble believing that this movie is Pocahontas. But that's how the if A, then B. Believe it, Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's Fern Gully. Just yeah, Fern Gully, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so the prophecy said that this guy would be able to paint with all the colors of the wind, and so he shot people <laughs> with a sound gun. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I would be interested in seeing David Lynch's Pocahontas. Sure. I, yeah. <laughs> There'd be a lot oh, of dream sequences. And impossible to explain pictures of hands just outstretched at you. It's actually, Mulholland Drive is actually Pocahontas. But the <laughs> <laughs> There was this scene where Pocahontas was just masturbating on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Uh, question number five. I'm going to let Chris, you have the last word on number four. So, Ralu, remember, that was your question that prompted Chris to say that. Number five, Nathan uh, says, I read the book and wasn't super taken with it. Does this harm my nerd rating? No, it's fine. <laughs> well, I guess... Want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that's the nerd way. Just like what you want. Uh, <laughs> like what you want, you'll never be judged. <laughs> yeah, that's not super nerd rating. No, I mean, as long as you like something, I think it's fine, really. Like, like, you don't have to like every single part of everything. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. How's that possible? I guess maybe I only hang out with nerdy elitists. I don't know a lot of, like, super cash nerds. Oh, I think you hang out with jerks, Alex. No, no, they seem like good people. I don't know. I mean, like, so... <laughs> they they tell I me mean, they're great. <laughs> Same way skin is flawless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drew, have you read the book? I have not. I, I've been meaning to. I mean, it's my mom's, like, favorite, so I need to Actually, watch Dr- it. Drew, what, do you, what would you say your nerd rating is? My nerd rate. I mean, here's a, not good. I mean, I don't think good. <laughs> you you I, watch I, a lot of football for a nerd rating. I, I watch a lot of football, and then on the on top of that, uh, I research a lot of football. But mostly, I think it's <laughs> like I, I don't actually read the nerd stuff as much as I read like science books. Like I and, I, and rather instead of science oh. fiction, I usually read like you know like science digestible fact. science fact. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say right. digestible? Yeah, because mm-hmm. w- there was one. I was I, I'm on a big like evolution kick. Like I like reading about evolution. And then a friend of mine who is an actual scientist, he was like, "Oh, we read a great book about it in college. Do you want to read it?" I was like, "Sure." And then I could not understand two hundred books. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like uh, light science. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was all like words that were like di- di- ditryptamine. It was just like so many chemical mm. compounds explaining like what right. the enzymes are that that fuel at this evolution and i was like i have you, i have no idea just tell me humans are crazy like d- d- just tell me that like humans survived because they decided to walk around i'm like oh that's cool like that's all i care about <laughs> <laughs> checks out yeah chris what do you say your n- nerd rating is uh mine's decent although i, I too like 
I think recently I've been suffering from a lack of time to, to really yeah. delve into a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm okay. Um, I haven't read Dune, uh, so I couldn't tell you if, if it's bad to not like it or not. But I, I think I have about a seven. Yeah. Yeah. On, a, on like, an eight scale? <laughs> I wish it was an eight scale. Uh, no, because... <laughs> Because like I feel like I have like a like cursory knowledge of like a bunch of different things that are like nerdy, but like I've only read one of the Dune books as opposed to like all like eighty. You know, sure, right? You didn't read like the Silmarillion of the Dune series, right? Right. So like I like I think I'm too much of like a a nerdy gadfly. Like I just kind of like uh or what like like I, I, I whatever it is like I like I flit around to like the different like nerdy things, but I don't think I ever like really settle. Nerdy gadfly is your rating. All right. I don't think that's the right phrase for that, which which is obvious that, you know, I'm not a good enough nerd about gadflies to know what that if that's the right metaphor or not. I think that's about where I'm <laughs> at right. too, because I, I like read the Wikipedia pages about like the backstories of the X Men and then I just can't read the comics. So like I feel like I like the history oh, but I don't you're, think Well, you're... who really has time for Chris Chris Claremont, really? I mean <laughs> I actually really like that you're like the Cliff Notes version of the nerd. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. really into nerd culture, but I don't have the time to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, oh those, these are all great answers. Um, actually, I should add also that Robert responded to Nathan that, yes, but I wouldn't worry about it. The nerd rating system is rather overrated. And then he pushed up rather, his glasses. I've come up with my own rating system <laughs> that is much more effective. <laughs> it uses the base 10th demo, which is way outdated. <laughs> we are much more into the base 6th now. <laughs> Like the Babylonians? I don't know why yeah. Sesame Pete is also... <laughs> Not everybody who lisps is Sesame Pete, Chris. I what? just don't do it. That was my impression of Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay. Yeah, very good. Checks oh, out. Guys, there's an ice Who's going to get ice cream? What? <gasps> Holy shit. Guys, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. It's going away. I hear you guys, uh, oh. here's something to share about... Uh, my neighborhood and where I'm at in life is we have ice cream trucks, sure, but the one I'm really excited about is the knife sharpening truck. They co- they drive on the street, they stop, they ring a bell, and you can come down and bring your knives to get sharpened. I think <laughs> everyone just brings out their knives at once. So it's just it's just a truck, and then forty uh, rich New Yorkers running down with knives, yeah. with chef's knives. Yep, it's a, it's a weird world. I, I don't didn't have time to go to Whole Foods. The I bell is actually guy. just a warning to the children to get out of the way so they don't get stabbed. <laughs> oh yeah. shit. That's the game of Top 5, you guys. Thank you so much for everybody who submitted. If you, have, if you want to play Top 5, go to facebook.com slash read and weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep. Or you can join the weekly weep. Readersweep.com will send an email every week asking you a question. And we will enjoy your feedback on all of that and your questions. And we're still, we're still playing around with the format of Top 5. So if you have another thing you want to submit, instead of just a question about the topic... Whatever you want, just whenever the top, when we mention the topic, just tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll see how it goes. Now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order. Chris, wait, real quick, yes. can I get one hate out that I forgot that I wanted to get? Oh out? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Bonus absolutely. hate. They had maybe one of the best bands ever do the music for it, and they were woefully underused. Toto, yes. the music Toto. was done by Toto. Toto has done Africa. Hold the Line, Rosanna. There are so many wonderful songs that Toto has done, and all they used them for was when Sting entered, a guitar was hit. That was and, it. And when they like when two people rode the, sna- the, the, the Sand Snakes at once. Yeah. It's maddening. That <laughs> one of the best bands. It's, they're so good. I don't think everyone understands how good they are. I then, like that about this actually. So the book was good. The band that did the soundtrack was good. The director was good. Most of the actors were really good. 
It's like Ezra's. It's like your theory that two wrongs make a right. Yeah. It's like yeah, twenty five rights. Can make a yeah, wrong. too many yeah. rights makes a dune. Yeah. Too many rights make the dune. That's. I think that's <laughs> what it is. Uh, all right. Awesome hate. All right. So now going in the reverse order, Chris. Minor compliment for us. What's the last nice thing? So excited say about, the about my minor redo? compliment that it hasn't been taken yet. So oh, I can't um, wait to hear. This about is it. my favorite thing in the entire movie. Um, when the the bad guys are counterattacking the good guys on Dune, and they're like blowing all this shit up. Patrick Stewart's character is the is the fighting teacher, and he's like this great old warrior, and he's leading a charge against the bad guys, and the Duke's already dead. So Pistu has the Duke's pug, but he's carrying the pug inside his shirt. So oh, it's yeah, Patrick Stewart rad. with a tiny dog in his shirt going, charge! And it was my favorite oh. thing. It was pretty rad. <laughs> Just imagine how much better that would be if it was a corgi puppy. Oh, it would be better if it was a corgi puppy. But yeah, and then when you see him later, he's like all grizzled in his long hair and he doesn't have the pug, so you know it's been rough. Ooh, rough. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's rough out there. Uh, I lost my pug in the war. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. Uh, I think I'm next. Uh, my minor compliment go. is... A, what? No, I just... Go! Okay, great. Do it. My minor compliment is they're trying to escape the worm, and so they put these things on their faces, and it turns out it's part of that air filter suit where you're like... Or your water filter suit where it's putting your poo up your nose. But they mm-hmm. have this piece that goes in your nose, and it's, it's wide, and it's black, and... That's yeah, a little I, uh, septum clip, right? A little septum clip, yeah, yeah. And I was watching this on a tiny laptop screen and I forgot that was part of the suit. And so it looked like in order to escape the worm, these two people just put on fake mustaches. <laughs> They'll never see us. And yeah, like they're hundreds of meters long. They crave the spice, but they they aren't great with faces. And so if we change anything, here, try this hat on. They'll never notice. They just bring like a photo uh, like booth uh, all, with them all times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just trying to find Somebody wears a funny hat. Yeah. You changed glasses. Now you're a new person. They'll never recognize you and kill you. They were probably I, blind. I don't know why they cared, but I liked the I idea. Would, okay, so I love the idea. Of, so that's the thing. And then, like, one of the worms, like, befriends them. And, like, he discovers the trick of, like, going in disguise. And there's a giant worm with a mustache. And he just sneaks up on all the other worms. <laughs> Wait, who is that? It's a new guy to our clan. <laughs> I don't know him. He seems cool. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yes, yeah, so it's a really... It's yeah. a really awkward nerd. It's an awkward, like, nerdy worm who, like, you know, wants to make friends and just wants to make another first impression, and then he gets to learn how to be cool. Yeah, and it just turns out the cool is all coming from his mustache, and later, he's at a fancy dinner party, and his mustache falls off, and they're like, Greg, what are you doing here? And then they're like, we liked you as you were all along. Yeah, and he learns a valuable hugs. lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But then it was all bet, and then he gets really upset. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I real if I was gonna do one change, it's that it's just that this movie is just a sitcom about giant worms. Yeah, I would I would take she's all that with worms. I would take that for sure. I would take most most things with thousand meter worms, sand snakes as the character. It's sort of like dinosaurs, but with giant thousand meter rubber snakes. Yeah. They were really likable. Yeah, I think they 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 grew on me. <laughs> um, as Minor compliment. So we we talked about the main character Paul's like fantastic hair, uh, and I you know watching the movie I said like, oh this guy looks really familiar this looks really familiar and it's it's Kyle MacLachlan who like isn't everything so um, yeah special he's a agent Peaks Dale guy Cooper. yeah he um, he is uh, Sky's dad in Agents of Shield 
he was the yeah. mayor in Portlandia. Um, yeah. He was the captain in How I Met Your Mother. Uh, he was uh, Trey in Sex and the City. Um, th- th- he was he was in uh, Showgirls also apparently. Uh, anyway, this guy is he's always he always brings something. I don't, I don't know if I like it. I don't know what it is, but he brings it. <laughs> he's did you enjoy uh, did you enjoy Kyle MacLachlan in this movie? Um, honestly, it's really boring part, I think, because like, um, in the book, like the defining characteristic of like, as soon as his dad dies, he's like, well, that's why I stopped feeling anything. And I was like, well, this isn't that interesting to be around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a terrible defining characteristic. No, no. He just, he's just basically like, as soon as his dad dies in the book, he's just like, well, um, I became like a superhuman, just really, really smart. Uh, I could like be really sensitive to like all these like micro movements, micro expressions. Uh, and then I... I was so overpowered that I just uh, my enemies didn't stand a chance, and so there's nothing really to, it, to change. That or does seem like what happened in this is he's he's way overpowered. It does seem like there's not a fun battle. Yeah, yeah. Well, the like, battle just, was just really re- weird because you couldn't follow anything because it was just yeah. like repeating shots of worms slowly getting closer. Yeah, and then and then it was like and then it was like. Ten years later, I'm still having sex with this lady, and I'm running the worm people, and I'm killing everybody. Yeah, it's just... by the way, if he doesn't feel any feelings, he's got to be the worst boyfriend ever. Or the best. No, I don't know. There's a is. lot of bad boyfriends out there. <laughs> okay. That's true. Uh, like, what about boyfriend who's always like, no, I'm going to eat your meal for you. I, I don't understand that boyfriend. I was just trying to think of something. Yeah, that's yeah, a bad I was just thinking how like one of the great things about being in a relationship is sometimes you get to finish each other's food and I was like the worst part would be if you ate two thirds of their food before they were eating instead Mm. of a third after they were done Uh, Drew in any of the relationships that you uh, disowned under the Alan Smithy name (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, were you that bad of a boyfriend or or do you think it was not your fault Yeah, I think there was one or two that I disowned because of things I did Uh... (laughs) I I don't think the guild will allow that (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, in that case, I guess I'll just have to own up and say that those were the Drew Johnson joints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, that leaves you, Drew. What is your minor compliment for this movie? You know, I, I, I'm, I've got a. It's been tough, but here's what it is. I was thinking about going with how I just love how Sean Young is in all these movies that I don't realize she's in. Um, yeah. And I was also debating just saying they got Toto, and even though they didn't use them well, I'm very proud of Toto. But I think guess <laughs> Is, it's an industry term. Yeah. Uh, the, the emperor, when he called in the baron at the very end, he just called him that flying fat guy. And that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so bring in that flying fat guy. Uh, to a degree, that, that was how he described him. And I was like, yep, they nailed it. That's exactly everything about who this person That's is. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you also got to figure, like, if they bring in a different flying fat man, he can't be that upset. No, like, well, yeah. at least we got one of them. Yeah, well, well, we got this flying. Yeah, how many flying fat guys are there? But what a weird thing to like cast that guy. And when the actor read that script, he was like, "This is Juan Clang. This is what they're calling me." <laughs> That's what they deal with. I love the convention though of just like we're, like that. Maybe like the guy who's like who has to bring him in and just like he sees like all these like floating guys and like they're all kind of portly just like oh this is gonna be awkward yeah. like <laughs> they're all there for the same casting call like oh you're here for this too yeah mm. <laughs> oh the cat yeah the casting director's office where it's just floating guys all of them pretty big <laughs> yeah and then there's one really small Jewish kid who's like I don't think I'm supposed to be here <laughs>
All right, you guys, that is it for our show about Dune. Thank you so much for being here for it. That's all, all that conversation. Next week, join us again. We're going to be talking about free Iowa Toby Swim Club. Wet uh, month. Wet month. Wet month. You guys, welcome to Wet Month. Are you enjoying it so far? I'm enjoying it. I, <laughs> I would like. Here's what I would like. I'm gonna. I, I mentioned this in the uh, in the news. I'm gonna mention this in the newsletter this week. But I would like you for the rest of Wet Month to just post on Facebook or at re- we- underscore weep on Twitter. Just send us the wettest picture you can imagine. Just find uh. a pic, but but with safe search on. Can you not see how this would backfire? I, I said safe search on. So give us, like, what would be the wettest photo? Like, I, I was just trying to post a photo for wet month, and I was like, there's you know, a guy... I'm going to go to Bing and see what happens. <laughs> sure, go to go Bing it. I'm sorry. I meant Bing it and tell us, uh, find the picture that represents wet month the best, but is not dirty. Huh. Doesn't that seem like fun? I think it's fun. I was... I found I, I liked really, I, the one I chose was of a guy swan diving off of a huge waterfall. The guy setting the world record for highest waterfall dive. Um, I like that one. Oh, this is pretty wet, guys. <laughs> See, good. I can't wait. I can't wait. So not dirty, but the wettest photo you can you can find the photo that best represents wet month for us. Send it to us. Anyway, so swim club. So free exclamation point sponsored by Callie, who says free is about a. A group of boys who really like swimming. No, but you don't understand. They really, really like swimming. They really, 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 really like swimming. Oh, so, okay. uh, that is sounds like uh, they like swimming. Good what's thing happening? Club, I guess. Oh, see, it's a great one. So, Ez just posted a photo of a flooded area, and these kids are in a, ki- a canoe being pulled yeah. by another kid. It's pretty good. Oh, we went to the we were at the coast yesterday, and we saw there was a coast beach where you can drive on the beach, which is it should just be called douchebag beach. But there's so people drive their cars, and jeeps and stuff. And one along of the, jeeps, the dunes. Oh, well, you're not allowed to drive in the dune. You can drive in the beach, not on the dune. But so they sand anyway, works, somebody drove their jeep too close, and like it got stuck in the water, and then the tide was coming in, and their jeep was flooding, and I delighted in their misery. Huh. Weird ending to that really. story. The point was they were being such douches <laughs> driving around. Called Alex is a great person. No, no, no. We just wanted to fly kites, and they were all <laughs> Alex, trucks you have driving great around skin. ruining our beach. I don't know. I thought it was. It just felt like it, if you'd seen them driving, you would have been like, "That feels like comeuppance." Anyway, if you right. taking a photo of that jeep getting crashed by the waves could represent wet month. <laughs> I buy that. It's a pretty yeah. wet photo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, also, so j- join us next week for that for a free. I would. Toby Swim Club, and uh, also a shout out to our newest meat buddy, Rondion Leishan. Uh, all right, yeah, Chris thanks. Is, Chris is submitting a photo for wettest photo. That oh, is a pretty wet pretty, dog. That's a, that is a really fluffy dog that's gotten a bucket of water poured over him, but he's not shaking off the water. He's just looking sad and wet. Yep, and it's got a tag for funnydogsite.com. Soft and mm. wet dog. See you guys. Another this brand is a fun challenge. So I can't wait. Let's enjoy more of Wet Month together. And uh, you can also become a meat buddy if you want by going to redistribute.com slash meat buddies. Even though we're pretending we're sponsored by Bing, we're not. So we still appreciate having the meat buddies help us out. And of course, you can review us on iTunes. Thanks as always for being here at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. Yeah, of course, man. Yep. And at Ezra Fox. Yeah. Send Ezra the dirtiest photos you can find. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. At Drew Johnston, 
who I, you, I highly recommend you guys follow Drew on Twitter. He is one of the foremost, today's foremost commentators on 90s pop culture. So, yo, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, man, Matchbox 20 is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, when I pulled up your Twitter so that I could make sure I got it right, I was like reading back through it. It is delightful, but it is, it feels like it's of a time. And uh, it's so fun. <laughs> You just—I don't know why you're walking around thinking about this stuff, but you are. It, it's a constant thing. I just downloaded uh, Gavin DeGraw's "I Don't Want to Be," and boy, has my life gotten better. <laughs> That's that and more is the kind of tweet you can expect from Andrew Johnston. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the Chris Gethard Show. Yes, uh, if yeah, the Chris Gethard Show on the Fusion Channel, uh, which or if you can watch it at the, the Chris Show dot com. I'm uh, I work on that show. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been so long. Do you remember the last time you were on? Thanks for having like, me, guys. It was yeah. 100 episodes ago. Jeez. Probably. I just made that up. But, like... <laughs> but, uh, good to have you back, man. Welcome back. It was yeah, great. Yeah, thank thank you. I, it, depending on how your uh, shooting schedule ends up going, we'd love to have you back more often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to. All right. Cool. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Wet month. Wet month.